Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. The senator will take her seat. These chilling words were directed at our own Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts, early last week. You may have heard something about this. Senator Warren had taken the floor to speak against the confirmation of Jeff Sessions as Attorney General in the midst of reading a letter from Coretta Scott King, who spoke out against appointing Sessions to a federal judgeship in 1986. Senator Warren was interrupted. She was warned about violating Senate Rule 19. She was given an explanation on the obscure rule that prohibits disparaging a fellow senator in debate. Nevertheless, she persisted in sharing Mrs. King's words of warning. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell interjected again, this time to orchestrate a vote to silence Senator Warren and bar her from further debate. Senator McConnell later defended his actions, saying, Senator Warren was giving a lengthy speech. She appeared to violate the rule. She was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. These words struck a collective nerve. The majority leader had conjured unintended magic. A rallying cry was born in an instant. Would you like to say this with me? She was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> Women are furious watching the unchecked patriarchy trying to trample yet another of our national leaders. And it isn't just women who feel the sting of these words in a way that is both personal and familiar. Black people, all people of color, people who are LGBTQ, people with disabilities, Muslims, immigrants, refugees, McConnell's dismissive words galvanized people across marginalized communities around the shared experience of being silenced and finding a way to persist. Nevertheless, she persisted, evokes the quiet resilience in so many of us who choose daily to keep pushing forward despite the obstacles. Nevertheless, she persisted, celebrates the conviction to keep working and keep fighting 
because persistence is the only path to progress. Social media exploded with reclaiming hashtag she persisted as a badge of honor. Issued as a chastisement, these words were met with a spirit of, you better believe it. A cottage industry sprung up overnight, offering thousands of nevertheless, she persisted, t-shirts, bracelets, tote bags, mugs, buttons, hats, and cross-stitch patterns. <laughs> and some are claiming this as much more than the latest meme. There's talk of tattoos and tombstones. What a perfectly timed gift from the majority leader. These last few months have been challenging. Insults piled on top of defeats. Our spirits are flagging. My spirit is flagging. It is so easy to want to give in to despair. And it is such a gift to be reminded that we are the people who persist. We stand on the shoulders of those who came before us and refused to give up. It is so important to acknowledge and celebrate our ancestors who faced unimaginable oppression, but persisted nevertheless. It gives me so much hope for humanity that the immediate response to McConnell's statement was an outpouring of images of Sojourner Truth, Susan B. Anthony, Harriet Tubman, Helen Keller, Fannie Lou Hamer, Rosa Parks, Ruby Bridges, Shirley Chisholm, Wilma Mankiller, Malala Yosefi, and many, many more, emblazoned with the words, nevertheless, she persisted. We, too, have it in us to keep going in the face of great odds. If I were a more avid user of Twitter, I would have posted a picture of my friend and colleague, Hillary Goodridge, hashtag, nevertheless, she persisted. Many of you know the story of winning marriage equality in Massachusetts. It is our story. Arlington Street Church was at the center of that historic struggle. I'm going to share it again this morning as Hillary remembers it. In her 20s, Hillary resented being a bridesmaid in wedding after wedding for couples who met long after she and her girlfriend Julie got together. Nevertheless, she persisted, making it her silent protest to catch the bouquet at every one of those weddings. <laughs> People thought this was hysterical. The lesbian getting married next. Hillary and Julie had been together for eight years when their daughter Annie was born. There were complications with the delivery and their fragile newborn ended up stranded in the neonative intensive care unit at the Brigham without either of her parents. Julie was recovering in post-op, and Hillary was standing outside the door pleading to be with her baby. When she finally got back to Julie's room, she was turned away there, too. 
the explanation, immediate family only. Nevertheless, she persisted, coming back at the ship change, introducing herself as Julie's sister, and breezing right in. A few years later, Hillary found herself listening to the Beatles with Annie and talking about love. As four-year-old girls do, Annie was rattling off the names of all the people she knew who loved each other. But only straight couples made her list. Incredulous, Hillary asked, what about Ma and Mommy? Hmm, if you loved each other, you'd be married. That did it. 14 years into their relationship, Hillary and Julie showed up at Boston City Hall and asked to apply for a marriage license. Where are the grooms, asked the clerk. No grooms, just brides. They were given an explanation. That's not allowed, there have to be grooms. The same conversation was had with the supervisor and finally the director of vital records. They were warned, it's just not allowed, that's the law. Lawyers from GLAD were in the process of building a lawsuit against the state. Hillary and Julie signed on as lead plaintiffs. Goodridge versus the Department of Public Health was filed on April 1st, 2001. A year into the proceedings, the judge issued his ruling in favor of the state. They had lost. The explanation they were given by the Superior Court judge, procreation is the central purpose of marriage. Nevertheless, they persisted, appealing directly to the highest court in the state. In the year it took to adjudicate their appeal, public debate was vicious. The attacks were personal on Hillary, Julie, even Annie. Flyers were circulated with pictures and creepy insinuations about their sex life. The hate mail and the ugly calls got really scary. Hillary's parents were not thrilled with the fanfare. The answering machine messages were epic. Hello, darling, it's the mother. I see today that you've managed to tick off the Pope and the president. Give me a call when you get a moment. <laughs> Nevertheless, they persisted. On November 18th, 2003, the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court ruled in their favor. It was a historic decision making this the first state in the union to grant full marriage rights to all its citizens. In the first six months, more than 6,000 gay and lesbian couples in Massachusetts got married. Among the first were our own Rob Compton and David Wilson, who were married right here by Reverend Kim in the first legal same-sex wedding performed in a church in the United States. As for Hillary and Julie, they were married at the Unitarian Universalist Association headquarters in what was dubbed the wedding that changed America.
While we owe a huge debt of gratitude to heroes like Rob, David, Hillary, and Julie, it was the persistence of the allies calling legislators, writing letters, showing up at rallies that made the difference. In the hardest, most heated moments of the struggle, Hillary says that the messages of love and support far outweighed the attacks. And allies turned up in the unlikeliest of places. One freezing afternoon, she was crossing the street in JP when a red pickup truck screeched to a halt right in front of her. The driver yelled, hey, Goodridge. She looked up reluctantly thinking, I really do not need this right now. He met her eyes and said, keep your chin up, you're doing great. Meanwhile, back at last week's confirmation hearing, Senator Warren, dignified and gracious, stood outside the Senate chamber, reading the words of Coretta Scott King. And allies showed up for her in amazing ways. After she was barred from speaking, Bernie Sanders took to the Senate floor to demand an apology for Warren and to read Mrs. King's letter in its entirety. Three more of her white male colleagues also used their privilege to invoke Coretta Scott King's words in tribute to Warren. The Senate leadership was, was mum on Rule 19 as the four men spoke. And when Senator McConnell arrived back in Kentucky on Friday night, 400 allies were gathered outside his house with megaphones and copies of Coretta Scott King's letter. <laughs> this is how a movement begins. A spark, a flame, a conflagration. Sometimes we are going to feel despair. It's okay to be discouraged. Bending the arc of the universe towards justice is a marathon, not a sprint. Every day, we get the chance to quietly choose to persist, to rise up a thousand times again. Persistence is the only path to progress. In the words of W.E.B. Du Bois, the prayer of our souls is a petition for persistence, not the one good deed or single thought, but deed upon deed and thought on thought until day calling unto day shall make a life worth living. And we are here to uplift one another along the way and remind each other that we are not alone. She was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. Sojourner Truth, Susan B. Anthony, Harriet Tubman, Helen Keller, Fannie Lou Hamer, Rosa Parks, Ruby Bridges, Shirley Chisholm, Wilma Mankiller, Malala Yosefi, Hillary Goodridge, and each of us. Chin up, my loves. 
you are doing great. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.